Welcome to episode 23. Michael Jordan. MJ23 of Around the Outside, an IndyCar podcast. In this episode, we talk about finally what we've been wanting to talk about since last September, which is an IndyCar race on track, uh, turning meaningful laps. Going 220 miles an hour. And it just it worked out that we're at Texas, and uh, which is a great place for a race. Cannot wait. And we cannot wait, man. We will talk about uh, the Texas schedule. We'll mm-hmm. talk about some news, some tidbits that happened that kind of relate to Texas. Give us or give you guys our Texas predictions. Yeah, we do. Ooh, we do do some Texas predictions there. Um and then in the second segment, we're really going to talk about, uh, we'll go over Brickyard 400 weekend, Indianapolis 500 weekend as they stand with fans, without fans. We'll see, yeah, you know, we'll, see. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. So stay tuned and listen. Um, and once again, just we want to uh, say thanks for listening. Um, thanks for following us on Twitter. Uh, if you haven't, go follow us on Twitter. We're at around underscore outside. Correct. Um, Tell your friends about us, uh, get them to listen, and uh, we got people. We, the cool thing about this is uh, we can look at our analytics, and we got people all around the world listening to Man, us. So, we got some Swedish um, people. So, so hello from Indiana, uh, yes. and uh, to everybody out there, we appreciate you, and we hope you enjoy episode twenty-three of Around the Outside and IndyCar Podcast. Here we go. Well, here we go, episode 23 of Around the Outside, an IndyCar podcast. Correct, Amundo. Um, we are just days away from the start of the 2020 IndyCar season. Finally. Finally. Supposed to be in March, and here we are in June. Man, crazy. Um, well documented, well talked about. We've talked about it in mm-hmm. past episodes. Coronavirus, COVID nineteen, whatever you want to call it. So we 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 deal with that. Now all of a sudden we're dealing with rioting and looting, and it's just it's just twenty twenty has been a crazy crazy ass year. So, um, but talking about Texas, um, great place to start the season. Yep, I saw a stat today that it was it's this is this will be the first time since two thousand eight. That IndyCar has started their season on an oval. Yeah. And the last time they did it was at Homestead, Miami, yeah. where Scott yeah. Dixon was the winner. Yeah. We used to start at Homestead. I remember that. That yeah. was the last time we started on an oval. And it's kind of good to be back starting on an oval. It is. that You know, don't 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 get us wrong. We, we've been to St. Pete. You yep. know, we Great went to St. Pete last year. Good and, experience. Uh, awesome. Awesome mm-hmm. experience. I, we were trying to figure out how we were going to get back to St. Pete this year. Um, and obviously from, that didn't From happen. a money standpoint, I'm glad we didn't because <laughs> because yeah. uh, it, it would have been disappointing. Right. It would have been disappointing. We would have got down there in no race. Correct. So um, but moving on to Texas. So um, what normally is those guys are down there for, you know, three days or however long they're down there. Mm-hmm. Now they're down there for one one day shootout, basically. Um, they go down there, and on Saturday, 
and they're going to have practice. Practice, and I, I believe these are all Eastern Standard Time. I would believe um, so. So practice starts at one. Qualifications start at five, and the race is at eight ten. Yep. So I mean, just boom, bang, boom, bang, boom, bang. I know there's a thirty minute uh, rookie session in there somewhere. Uh, so all those rookies just kind of get out there on their own time and get some extra laps in, which is good because Texas can be a beast. Texas is a tough one to start out at. Texas can be a, a beast. Yeah, ask Kenny Breck, ask Davey Hamilton, yeah. um, ask a number of guys, Joseph Newgarden. Yeah. Um, Texas can be a beast. So throwing those guys to the wolves. Uh, Texas. At Texas. Especially if there's one. Is it, is it Palau or which one? Or is it One of them has zero oval experience at all. I think that's all. Palau. Yeah. Zero oval experience at all. This will be the first time ever on an oval. Yeah. Can be scary at Texas. Mm-hmm. So, um, but speaking of, of him and, and, and the other overseas yeah. guys, uh, evidently from what I've been seeing on Twitter, they're back. All they those they guys, got back uh, into the they country. They were all able to get back into the U.S. Uh, Polo got back, I think, a week ago, and it was just – on Twitter yesterday, maybe two days ago, that Renus VK was able to get back. So yep. no drama there with maybe having to switch rides or finding replacement drivers. So good for those guys. Happy they got back. That is good. That is good. Um, in other Texas news, no second Carlin car. Yep. Um, don't know why exactly. Um, I don't think they could get the car over. Or whatever the issue was there. I have no idea, man. I know they had a lot of people over England. I think that could be the issue. But, Plus, I don't even... They hadn't even announced who was going to drive in the first place. But you'll have... So, uh, you'll have our boy, Connor Daly. Connor Daly piloting the 59 Gallagher car this yep. weekend. Yep, yep. Just got his... Uh, his U.S. Air Force, his U.S. Die-cast. Air Force diecast car in the mm-hmm. mail yesterday that 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 I ordered the uh, um, um, Bell X One mm-hmm. uh, replica. So it's pretty sick it's looking. Pretty cool. I can't pretty wait to cool. see the real car. Um, it's bright. Hopefully, we get to see the real car. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, so no second Carlin car. Connor Daly's in there. Um, he should do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking at the entry list today, and there's officially 24 cars that will be racing at Texas. So there you go. With entry list wise, you got 24 cars. And then some of my favorite bit of news right here. One of my favorite cars of all time. Yes. Returns this weekend with Tony Kanaan and the Seven Eleven car TK coming back. in the Seven Eleven car. I was, you know, I'm I'm doing some working from home, um, and uh, I just got done watching the. Uh, um, I, I I turn it on and just have it on the background, but mm-hmm. it was the 2005. Who won the race? Texas race. Oh, Texas. Never 2004 Texas race. I can't remember. Elio won the race. Um, Kanan beat Weldon to the line for second by like uh, 16th of an inch. But that was the, that was the, uh, the season that Tony completed every single lap yep. 
of every, almost 3,500 laps. He did, he completed every single lap, which means he was never a lap down. He was never, which he was, he ended up being the champion, the series yeah. champion. That so year. that was 2004. So it was, um, t t that's an amazing feat. That is. That was the first time anybody had ever done that in any major racing series. Makes sense that it was Tony Kanaan ever. To do it. And Tony Kanaan is the one that did it. Plus, um, had a little bit different paint scheme for that for that race. It was the Seven Eleven car. Was it like the Slurpee car? But they but they 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 had white side pods yeah, instead yeah, of I green side pods. So, um, but yeah, it was pretty cool watching that, and uh, and it'll be really neat having the old Seven Eleven car back. At, uh, yes, at Texas, will. so I, I wish he'd run the Seven Eleven car back at a uh, at Indy. You know, well, that'd be sick if he ran that at Indy, or bring back the hydroxy cut car that he won Indy in. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Uh, so, if you're listening, AJ Foyt Racing, hint hint. So, um, another bit of news that I forgot to tell you about before we started. Yes. Um, it looks like Scott McLaughlin. We don't know when he will debut in the Indy Car Series now, because um, I don't. It's a According to this, it doesn't look like he'll be at the Indy Grand Prix right. like he was originally supposed to be because yeah. of all the restrictions and everything now. So we don't know when he'll debut now. Um, well, we'll have to see what happens with this that. This is just, I mean, you almost have to just throw this year into the trash. Well, yeah, that takes us into originally Mark Miles and everyone over at IMS was convinced that the Brickyard was going to um, be able to have fans and yeah, let's 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 hit that in just a second. Let's finish up with Texas real quick, though. Right. Um, you you brought up a thing to me earlier about the new engine rules. Oh yeah, for for this year, this compressed season, fourteen race season, or whatever that is, and so now they're only allowed three engines mm -hmm. for the entire year. Yep, right. Um, which I never have been a fan of grid penalties. You know, yeah. I just don't like them. Um, I understand that you got to police it somehow, and that if there was no policing, that these guys would be burning through engines. Oh yeah, you know, um, like the Penskys and Andres. Yep. You know, I just don't like a grid penalty. You know, like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have a grid penalty, but only you're not gonna have one in Indy. Right now, it's going to go back to the the race after. I mean, it's just you know, I just don't like it. What did you say the, the penalties? Were? Uh, street and road courses, it'll be a six place grid penalty, and then ovals will be a nine place grid penalty. Which, in the grand scheme of things, right? If you're on an oval, and you're let's say it's a Penske car that decided to change engines, right? If you get a nine place grid penalty, well, you're going to qualify more than likely in the top ten. So let's say you qualify fifth. That's not going to put you back too far into the field that you can't still get up and win the race. It's going to put you back 14th. I mean, it's still winnable with a competitive car, though. Well, it's always winnable from yeah. wherever. The problem is, is you get back in everybody's mess, and you That's have more true. of a more of a chance to get caught up in something. That's true. Um, I just don't like it. I, don't, I, I there's there's got to be a different strategy to come up with to have these guys, you know following the regs but who knows what that can be um a six grid penalty or a nine nine grid penalty it, i don't know i just don't like i never have liked it um i just don't like it so um 
but we'll see what happens with that with the short yeah. with the shortened season. So let's um, see what happens. Texas. Um, if you've never been to Texas, I have not to watch a race. It's pretty spectacular. Um, I went down there for one one time. I, mm-hmm. I, I drove down there uh, and watched a race down there. And uh, a little out, I think I think TK won the race. It was a night race. Um, either he won it or Little Out won it. Maybe Little Out won the race. Um, but it's a cool venue. So mm-hmm. uh, obviously, there's no fans this year. But hopefully, 2021, we can get back to a little normalcy. Yeah, get back to normal sports in general. Normal sports and Disney World being open, those are the two most important things to me. But um, if you ever get a chance to go to Texas, go to Texas. Mm -hmm. We'll go to Texas. I'll take you to Texas at some point. Because it is a cool, cool uh, venue to watch an IndyCar race in. So and night races are the best. And night races are really night cool. races in the on the ovals, yeah. under the lights. Night oh, races there's are nothing really better. Cool. So um very cool. Uh highly suggest you go down there mm-hmm. and watch that. So getting on with our predictions. Our predictions for the race. And I know there's some betting lines out there now. Um where you can get on and bet, you know, bet on the race. Um, and this is going to be a lot harder to predict than normal because we're just kind of in the dark on this one. We don't know what, well, who has what pace. You kind of are in the dark, and, and I'll give you my top three, and then you can give me your top three. And this is um, – I'm going to – and I'll, I'll give them to you, and then I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, finishing third – these are my predictions. Mm-hmm. Finishing third is Scott Dixon. Okay. Okay. Finishing second is Alexander Rossi. Okay, and finishing third or finishing first is Will Power. Okay, now you take those three drivers, okay, mm-hmm. and you can flip those orders any way you want it. You could have Dixon winning, Rossi winning, doesn't matter. You could probably throw in Joseph Newgarden in there. Probably. Um, depending on how well they run. Maybe even TK. I, I just don't know how well. I don't just know how good Foyt's going to be. But, um, and the reason that I picked these guys mm-hmm. is because of one experience and two the teams they run for. Yeah, you're coming off the longest layoff that IndyCar's probably ever had. Yeah, they okay. last ran in September. Okay, right. So we're we're damn near pushing a year, mm-hmm. okay. Um, experience is going to pay huge dividends here, and I'm talking about not only driver experience, team but experience. I'm talking team experience, yep. team management experience, yep. engineering experience, over the wall guys experience, mm-hmm. um, because these guys haven't been able to test. Nope. They haven't been uh, only thing like an over the. I'm sure these guys have been doing stuff in the shop, yeah. Pit stop stuff in the shop, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like being out there live, correct? Right. Yeah. So not at all. I, so to me, I think experience is going to pay a huge, huge dividend, play a, a major factor mm-hmm. um, in doing it. Because I, I, to me, to be honest with you, I would love to pick Connor Daly. 
to yep. finish in the top three. So would I. Right? And I think he can. I think he takes that Carlin car and he makes it way better than what it usually is. He proved that at Gateway. Yeah, there is a big difference okay. on ovals between right. Max Chilton and Connor Day. But, that, you know, but, but, you know, I would love to say Felix Rosenquist is going to get out. And he very well may. I mean, he mm-hmm. could. Um, the only other person that I haven't even mentioned in this um, that I that I feel strongly about, very strongly about, is Graham Rahal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, maybe I should have a top four because uh, I would definitely put Graham Rahal in there, and because uh, Graham's a former winner. Yeah, and his race. team's a former winner. He runs really well at Texas. He, he finished third last year. They're very experienced. Um, yeah. So uh, I yeah. just kind of, in three seconds, I threw down first, second, third. Well, and I do that a lot when we do predictions, and then I go back and I think about it. I'm like, man, how come I didn't put Graham? And usually it's with Graham. You yeah. know, I'm like, how come I didn't put Graham in there? I'm a dumbass. Well, for not, for it's easy to sit down here and be real quick and easy to put down a Penske. And Andretti and a Ganassi, because those are the three teams you are guaranteed to see at the front at I didn't majority really, of races. I didn't really even look at it from a team standpoint. Right, I just but, went from a driver's standpoint. Correct, yeah. It just happens yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I should put Graham Rahal, especially at Texas. Graham Rahal needs to be in that discussion. Okay. So, Power, Rossi, Dixon, Rahal. I know I gave you my top three, but you take those four – Interchange them however you want to interchange them. Yep. I think those four stand an awesome, along with New Garden, but those four stand an awesome chance of doing well at Texas on a abbreviated schedule and little to no testing. I just think All that's right. how it goes. What say you, my young Padawan? Well, I'll give you my third and second here right off the bat because I had the kind of same theory as you. And third for me, I've got Will Power. Same experience debate right there. Same with Joseph Newgarden second for me. Wow, Team Pinsky. Right? Now, my first place car, okay? <laughs> okay. You just spent about five minutes talking about giving a certain driver credit that you always forget to give credit Graham to. Graham Rail. And I gave him the credit he deserves right hey, here, and he, he's winning Texas they, this week. I hope he does. He like we just said, his he's very experienced there. He's a former winner there. The problem with, with this is and it's a good problem to have, yeah, is there's a ton of drivers you could pick right here. Well, not only that, but there's a lot of drivers that I would like to pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I would love to see Graham Ray Hall. I would love to see Graham Ray Hall dominate an entire year. That'd be awesome. Win the Indianapolis 500. Win the championship. And win the championship. I would love that. He's due for a breakout year. I would love to see Connor Daly do the same thing. I'd like to see Connor Daly do it in two different teams. Right. I would love to see Will Power and Alexander Rossi mm-hmm. and Scott Dixon win another Indianapolis 500. Yeah. I would love to see Joseph Newgarden win his first Indianapolis 500. So the the thing is, is there are so many people. Um, Jack Harvey. I want Jack Harvey to have the greatest breakout year you can think of for him having being a full-time 
driver this and year. And I think he's set up for it. He's set up for it pretty no, well. I mean, so I hope that, that that's the issue, is there's not a lot of drivers in the field. There are a few that I just really don't like. <laughs> right. Know? So, um, you're always going to have a couple of those, right? Like, I don't care if Simon wins another race. I just don't. I'm just right. not a Pagano fan. I don't know why he's a nice guy and he comes across nice on whatever, you know, I, I'm just not a Pagano fan, man. I'm just not, you know, and I just, but there are plenty of other people yeah, for, for, sure. for me to root for. 100%. So, um, so, Graham Ray Hall is a good pick. Very good pick. Yeah. Very if good well, if you remember last year, guess who sat on pole for Texas last year? Was it Takuma? It was Takuma right. in a Takuma. Ray Hall prepared car. Takuma could do good too. Takuma usually does some kind of bonsai move. He, he has where, dove it into the grass where, on the front stretch a couple turns. Where he sends it. And <laughs> uh, uh, it normally doesn't come out the greatest. Now, so. one thing we haven't really touched on about Texas yet, we can take a minute here, um, is this is going to be the first race with the arrow screen. And it'll be interesting to see practice and quals with the Texas heat, even into the night, how well the drivers do with the arrow screen and how hot it's probably going to be inside those cockpits. Well, I think the key thing that you said there is at night. Because they haven't tested this at night. True. Now, they, they tested, Scott Dixon ran some laps at dusk and nighttime, kind of at uh-huh. Phoenix, but that was a different configuration. That was a different aero screen. Of the aero screen. Basically the same principle. Same, same screen, basically. Same principle, but not, I mean, we haven't seen a full fledged under the lights test at night. Yeah. So there's a lot, of, I mean, there's a lot of variables here. Um, you know, we haven't seen a full-fledged test of this thing of, like, how dirty the aero screen gets. Uh-huh. You know? Um, With that, you know, and then going back to the teams practicing pit stops, I'm sure they've done it in the shop, but this will be the first race with live pit stops right. with the, the tear-off The tear-off guy. guy. I mean, but that's going to be – I think that's going to be interesting to me is to see how quickly – yeah, it'll be the arrow that that arrow screen dirties up. Yeah, right with rubber, you know, pieces yep. of rubber that are coming off the cars. Um, different fluids that come off the cars. Mm-hmm. I mean that because that just happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting, um, and, and and it's going to be you know now surely they've done their due diligence, but you would think they've um, tested it enough to where they're pretty confident. So that so obviously, the, I mean, I don't. It's it's an intriguing. It's an intriguing. Uh, weekend for IndyCar. It's yeah. it's one. It's great to be back. Um, it's great to be back doing a podcast talking about race week. Yeah. The sad thing is, is we've got race week and then we got to wait a month. Yep. Right. That's, that's um, the hard part. So they canceled Richmond. Yeah. Uh, which we had tickets to, which was it's just sucks. Um. So I, you know, yeah, who knows? We'll see, but have to see how it plays uh, out. We're gonna take our first break right here, and uh, hope you guys are enjoying listening to episode twenty-three. Uh, we always like doing them. We we contemplated doing one last week or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then we're like, well, let's wait till we get closer yeah, to let's Texas. Just wait till Texas, and then um, so we're uh, 
we're glad to be back. Uh, yeah, talking about for sure. Talking about race week. For so, sure. Uh, you listen to Around the Outside. We'll be right back with another segment. Welcome back to Around the Outside and Indy Car Podcast. In this segment, getting into um, some news that broke today. Um, Literally today. Uh, I woke up with an email from IMS that said update on COVID-19 attendance for the Brickyard 400 weekend. Right. And I knew I was in trouble as soon as I saw that. Right. Opened the email and it says there will be no fans the weekend of July 4th. Right, um, which I didn't really plan on going to the brickyard. No, however, I, I mean, I usually, I, I should say, I don't usually go to the brickyard because I, we went there so many times when it first started. I mean, and it's just boring as hell. Yeah, uh, and I've never been and, to you it. You know, when it first came, you know, when it first started, it was hot as hell. So yeah, um, quit going. It was just boring. It wasn't worth the money. Correct. I probably would have bought us tickets this year. Just, yeah. just to go, just because I want to go see some racing, yeah. right? Um, definitely would have went to the GP, mm-hmm. right? Definitely would have went to this year. Would have went to um, the BC uh, thirty nine race out there right? on the dirt yeah track, the the, the, track. the midget race at yep. the track. Um, that's canceled. Um, you know, and then they announced that everything's going to be with no fans. So, yep. And then, you know, it's kind of crazy just because with, I started to touch on it a little bit earlier. Um, you know, Mark Miles and the guys at IMS were just so confident, you know, listening to different interviews they had done. And um, they were super confident that there were going to be fans well, in attendance for the race weekend. The problem that you have. And if yes. you're listening to this and you don't live in Indianapolis, so yeah. we live in Indianapolis. Correct. The problem that that we have is our is our mayor decided well, yeah, to you know, and I was going to say our dumbass mayor, um, but I won't say our dumbass mayor just to be nice. I won't say dumbass mayor, All but. Right. Um, he, um, so Marion County, which is this, if you're not from Indiana, the county that Indianapolis sits in, um, is about 10 days, I think behind, um, the rest of the state when it comes to the COVID-19, right. you know, back on track plan. Yeah. The, our, our governor and our mayor <laughs> didn't get on the same page and, and, and I understand that there's different hot spots and there's different, you know, and obviously Marion County is the most populated county in, in the state of Indiana because Indianapolis is in it. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Lake County, which is where Gary's at, yep. right? And then you probably go over to where Fort Wayne's at mm-hmm. and then down to Evansville. Those are probably the four most populated counties um, in the state. More and and so I, I get, so this whole time that the governor has opened us up to different things, it's always included the entire state except for Marion, Marion Lake, and Cass, Cass County, County, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, but so with um, Marion County being about 10 days behind uh, the rest of the state, the rest of the state is, and we're still on track for it, is supposed to be completely open, full go for the most part, uh, July 4th. And Correct. so the plan... Was I was assuming 
the guys at IMS were thinking they'd get the green light, they'd be okay. Um, but with Marion County being about 10 days behind, they didn't know if they could run it or not, and I'm sure they needed to get a decision out there with it being June, and that's a month away. Right. And they just went with the safe decision of not having fans. Right. Um, which sucks. Which really as sucks. As we said earlier, um, you know, that kind of, you know, that was supposed to be the f- first weekend with a decent amount of fans back at the track. Right. And it's just basically got pushed back again. So, so which brings us to the next thing that happened today. And this just happened in the last hour. Um, I haven't seen this, I don't think. Yeah, I told you. Which is, they canceled the Indiana State Fair Mm -hmm. um, due to COVID-19 worries. Probably for the same reason. So, the Indiana State Fair runs from like August 9th through... Which okay, so the Indiana State Fair is in Indianapolis. That's in Marion County. Which is in Marion County. The State Fair runs from August 9th or something like that through August twenty third. Okay. Yep. What is scheduled for August twenty third? We all know it. The Indianapolis five hundred. Yep. Okay. So I just I think I have said all along that I would be shocked if they either ran the 500 or ran it with fans. Um, Yeah. If you just canceled the Indiana State Fair, which runs through August 23rd, because you're concerned about COVID-19, how do you expect to run the Indianapolis 500 on August 23rd. It's a good question. With fans in the stands. Yeah, it's just it's hard being a fan of anything right now or just a normal person because we don't know who made who made do do we know who made that decision? Was that a like government type decision or was that the people that run the state fair? Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, the, I don't know. It's probably the fair, but I mean, it's, because the issue with all this is, is there's just so many. But people are taking just like if you read the article about them not having uh, fans at the brickyard. You know, at the start of the article, it basically says, you know, we appreciate the guidance that we received from um, Governor Holcomb and Mayor Hogsett mm-hmm. and their team. You know, blah blah blah. So you know, the fair is getting their advice from the government from yeah. the same people. So, I mean, who knows? I think with the 500, I listened to Mark Miles was on JMV a week or two ago and the way he was talking was because at that time the rumor was uh they had every plan in place maybe so it could be partial fans. Well, fans crapped all over that idea because no one wants there to be a lottery or anything like that for the Indy 500 because that just wouldn't be good logistically. That would be a nightmare to to do for fans. So um, the way it sounded is that because uh, people keep saying they can move it back to October, but the way Mark Miles sounded, it's either going to be it's going to be on August 23rd, no matter what. 
and it's either going to be with full fans or it's going to be no fans. Right. Um, so I was getting more and more optimistic about fans just because it is a little far off still. Um, but with this coming out, I I don't know. But they were also pretty uh, optimistic about having fans at the Brickyard. Oh, yeah. He, they, we're going to have were, fans at the Brickyard. We're going to have fans at the Brickyard. We're it gonna sounded have like they the were brickyard. convinced they were going to have fans right. that weekend. Oh, we well, man, we're going to be the first ones back with fans yeah. at the Brickyard. And now guess what? We're not having fans at the Brickyard. So, I mean. So, um, I don't know. I just don't know if, I mean, stay tuned. You know, stay tuned. Um, and if you're not in the Indianapolis area, uh, you know, obviously there's a plenty of uh, people and, and, and that you can follow on Twitter or Instagram or you mm-hmm. can get on com, which, but hell, they only let you have like five articles before they make <laughs> yeah. you pay for it. But, um, you know, stay tuned because who knows what's getting ready to happen. Um, and we've talked about this before. Uh, if they run the Indianapolis 500 with no fans, right? Just be sad. How would you like to be that winner? Mm. I mean, that would. I mean, yeah, you won the Indianapolis 500, but you don't get to do the celebrate like the right. Celebration but there's nothing right. There's or... nobody there. There's no. I mean, how are you gonna? I mean, there's. The reaction when you get out of the car is not there. Yeah. The fans, are, you don't get to take that victory lap in front of the fans. There's no fans. I don't know, man. It, it just, you know, whoever wins that race, if there's no fans, I feel sorry for them because, yeah. you know, they, sure. I mean, it, it's just got to be a different feeling. Than winning it with fans. Than winning it in front of fans. Yeah. I mean, it just has to be. And who knows? You um, know? I'm going to stay optimistic about it, I think. And then if they run it with no fans and they and they do the same thing that they were going to do at St. Pete where they limit it to X amount of team members and, you know, and X amount of this, then are they going to have a victory banquet after, you know, the day after? Are they going to have – I mean, that's why I'm saying this whole year is just – screwed up and it's just it's bad um if you're not in indianapolis um another reason that they may you know i mean who knows how long these protests and and all this stuff's going to be going on um but it downtown indianapolis right now it like you don't have a chance to go but with my job i was downtown Mm -hmm. okay and downtown indianapolis right now is tore up mm-hmm. tore up if you know illinois street and if you don't know if you, if you know where ruth chris is that that street that ruth chris is on and the mall and all those re- that that street is is obliterated mm-hmm. okay um just it's just insane and um you know we've been on curfew the last two nights now we're not on curfew Last night or tonight, there was no curfew, but we're going back on curfew on Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I'm not, you know, I, something that I've tried to steer clear of on this podcast and on our Twitter account is we don't get into politics. Nope. Um, this is not the show for that. Right. And our Twitter account is not um, for that. And there have been plenty of people that I have either unfollowed 
on Twitter because they just constantly are posting political stuff. And I don't want that. Our Twitter account's not about that. Mm -hmm. If I want to do that, I'll do that on my personal account or you can do that on your personal account. Correct. But I'm not doing it on our Twitter account. So, um, no, I agree. I'm not saying one thing or another. I'm not taking one side over another. Again, this is an IndyCar podcast and that's how we want to leave it. But, um, if you're not from Indy, but you visit Indy specifically for the 500 and you go downtown you would not believe downtown. Yeah. It is. For it looks sure. like a war zone. Down yeah. There. I mean, it is bad. So who knows? Um, hopefully, that all gets its get, gets worked out, and there's there's none of that going on at the race. Um, hopefully, we have a race. So you know, the only option because another thing that Mark Miles was talking about. Um, is he said that Roger Penske is doing everything he can and will do everything he can to have the 500 with fans. I know. Um, he's going to do his best. You know, if that's – I think you could move it to October. The only problem with moving it to October is is you could have another St. Pete situation where if there's another flare-up right, going into the winter or, you know, um, late fall, you know, into the winter – I don't know, man. It's, it's and you have another St. Pete situation where they just ending end up canceling the race as a whole. Then I mean that's that's just horrible. So, I, I I'm know. just ready. I'm ready to get. You know, I'm ready to get to uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Right. Because once Black Friday hits, then that's Christmas season, and Christmas season is like it's. And it's it's like its own little mini year, yeah. And then you flip it and you start you start new, and you get to twenty twenty one because twenty twenty has just been worthless. It's been a so, crap show. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that all goes and yeah, and, and where where it takes us. And For sure. Hopefully, we have an Indianapolis five hundred on on August twenty third. Hopefully. Um. Hopefully. You know, we're going to have a brickyard over July 4th weekend. You just watch it like we have been watching it. And, you know, that's the one thing that. Well, that's the thing with the brickyard is that's how a lot of people have been watching it the past couple years. Well, yeah, there's not a lot of people. (laughs) You know, one thing that I do like that has happened from all this is I do like how NASCAR has tweaked their schedule to where they're doing Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday races. I like having a race. On um on and it was really nice because hell that one week you had um you had like trucks on Monday and and uh, the Xfinity series on Tuesday and then the Cup on Wednesday yeah. I mean it was pretty neat um now I I understand that NASCAR is in a different situation with their television contract and um those uh those racetracks are getting paid regardless of whether there's one yep. person in the stand or not. And IndyCar doesn't have that kind of contract. Well, and here's the thing we didn't even really talk about is it's been confirmed that Road America will have fans. Right. As of right now. Right. But it's been confirmed. That we may end up at Road America. Yeah. Which I, mean, I think it's, it's July 12th, I think. We're either going to end up there or Iowa. I haven't figured that out. I, I keep getting on Iowa's website to buy tickets, and you can't. So I don't, I don't know – when they're going to do that, or maybe they're waiting to make a decision if they're going to have fans. I don't know. Um, 
we'll see. The way they're canceling everything else, I mean, I doubt that there's fans there. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. So, we'll but, see. Um, but anyways, uh, it's Thursday. Thursday, June 4th. 4th. So we got two days until Texas. Texas, one of the greatest races of the year. Um, can't wait. Uh, one thing we have uh, forgot to mention um, at all is that NBC has moved this to the Big Boy Channel. So this is and, on NBC in prime time. And going back to the race day schedule, it's practices on NBC Gold, Quals is on NBCSN, and the race is on NBC. So, yeah. So uh, IndyCar uh, has the spotlight on Saturday night. Prime time. Prime time. Now, I was reading Rob Miller's latest article, and he, you know, he said prime time Saturday night races don't usually do very well because too many people are doing other stuff. But with the way that the the state that the country is in right now, with COVID and the protests and stuff, yeah, well, and people staying home, they could just be scrolling through, get a casual fan scrolling through. We, we may make some new fans of IndyCar if we can put on a good show. Hopefully that's so the case. We we got we, we got to drive smart, right? Yep. We got to take care of each other, and we got to put on a good show. Yeah. We got to be able to pass, because in <laughs> the last couple of years at Tech, we haven't been able to pass. It's been really hard to pass. I think like it was back the race I just watched from two thousand four. Well, even right. twenty fifteen when Graham won. So yeah, so that's that's key. So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see. We'll figure it all out. Um, that's going to do it for us for this episode, episode 23 of Around the Outside. Um, a little bit shorter episode for us. Yeah, just shorter one. Um, there weren't a lot of, there weren't a ton of news. We will be back next week. With a Texas recap. With a Texas recap podcast. Uh, yeah. And, uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, I know everybody's looking forward to it. Um. First race of the year for IndyCar, Texas Motor Speedway. Yep, here we go. Uh, Saturday night, 8, 10, 200 laps. We'll see how it goes. Um, having said that. This has been Around the Outside, an IndyCar podcast, and we are out. We are out.